0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Agile Ideas. I'm Fatima, CEO at Agile Management Office, Mental Health Ambassador, and your host. This podcast is sponsored by Agile Management Office, providing high-impact delivery execution in an agile era for scaling businesses. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the top five trends for project management offices in 2022. Now, unless you have been living under a rock. It's a topic that I spend a lot of time talking about, something that I'm extremely passionate about. Why? Because running an efficient and effective project management office, or PMO for short, is all about being organized. It's about communication and it's about integration across delivery and governance. And so today I thought I would share with you some insights on the top five trends leading into 2022, what they look like and uh, what you need to know. So thinking about, you know, the end of 2021 started to reflect on what was and some of the themes that we saw in 2021. You can read more about what we predicted in 2021 um, on our blog, on our website. But for the focus for now, let's talk about what those are for 2022. In a high-level perspective, those trends are all about sponsor as the star, the amp-up of agile, attracting and retaining top talent, technology complexities, and playing nice. And so I'm going to share with you some insights on each of these themes, um, and hopefully they will be beneficial for you going into 2022. So when we think about sponsor as the star, what does that mean? Well, one of the things that we need to be aware of is that with with everything going on in the world, we have seen organisations tighten up their budgets. In fact, many organisations significantly cutting their budgets. Um, I've definitely seen it firsthand with organisations tightening up the tightening up the purse strings across a number of sectors, across all sectors for that matter. And it means that actually being able to obtain investment capital um, is going to be more competitive than it normally is. Why? Because organizations are going to be focused on very strategic spending into 2022, knowing that we are still amongst um, what is a pandemic. So thinking about many of the organizations um, that I've worked with, there's usually a investment management or enterprise level project management function where the PMO has the ability to be brought into the pro- brought in to drive the process of the investment management and and what the organization's budgets are going to be spent on when it comes to projects or product development. And so it's really about the PMO themselves playing a role in that by helping to articulate the value and demonstrating how certain investments will help to uplift the capability of an organization. And so in terms of where the PMO will sit, it will be really closely paired with sponsors. The sponsors themselves are the people that are ultimately going to make the decision on where their budgets are going and uh, budgets are going, where whether it's the, you know the CFO and CIO level or the divisional divisional um, general managers, uh, or in the smaller organisations, your managing directors or CEOs. And so it's really important to be thinking from a PMO perspective how we will prepare for and be be able to help run that process as efficiently as possible. So this is all about identifying the right questions to ask. It's all about understanding the method of which you use to run your, I, I like to call it the front door, so the front door process for where you know, ideas come into discussion and they are then analysed and whether or not they're going to meet, you know, the the required investment um, criteria, um, whether it's defining the business case process around that, understanding how benefits, value um, realisation takes place, understanding what it is that you need to know from the organisation as a whole and what they're requesting and how that ties into an organisational strategy. And so I think it's about what are the processes that you're going to be putting in place or supporting to enable yourself to bring in reliable data points to actually support those value and capability discussions. And so it's thinking about how do we use data from our, whether it's a CRM or a project portfolio management tool or other tools that you might have, um, data from finance, um, data around benefits management, Accessing that information and working out how to use that information in a well-thought-out way to really support that prioritization process and help to drive those outcomes for organizations. So thinking about where, what kind of data, where the data is coming from, and how you'll use that data and understanding how to um, present that data in a way that makes sense to enable prioritization to be more effectively managed. Now. You might be saying, but why? Why is the PMO involved in that? That that's something that you know is decided at the um, enterprise level by you know your executives. Yes, but in a lot of organizations, they typically have an enterprise level function, whether they call it a PMO or not. There is a function of sorts, and whatever the function is called, ultimately involved in supporting that end-to-end investment management process and supporting the um, visualization and uplifted that process is going to be really integral for PMOs to not only demonstrate their value, but actually get involved from the very beginning of all the initiatives for the investment slate moving into 2022. So it's really important to help help the sponsors themselves to sell the ideas for what it is that they are pitching for when they're requesting their funding um, and actually thinking about how we bring an innovative and entrepreneurial mindset to that is going to be really beneficial as well. So helping to, uh, as I said, identify the data points, identify how to leverage that and tell the story of what your investment is, what the investment um, needed is and how to present that is going to be really, really strong support for the sponsors. So you can actually help them to articulate the short and long-term benefits and have mechanisms put in place so that when they are successful with seeking and receiving that funding, that they're able to continuously monitor that. So think about the sponsor sponsor as a star and working out how to best align with them and help them to be successful, which means you're more likely to be successful because ultimately every PMO has a sponsor as well. Number two is around the amp up of agile. So you may hear me say agile a lot. It is in our business name. Um, that might be one reason. But really agile is continuing to grow in popularity. And so many organizations more this year than ever before, I think, is uh, are now starting um, or continuing their maturity journey into agile. Some are doing it better than others. Others uh, have a long way to go. And some have started off on the wrong foot and not set the right foundations to begin with. And what that's meant is that they are now trying to retrofit things that they should have put in place to begin with. For example, one organization who went top-down through their agile transformation, um, looking at things from that top-down view and really then partway through the process identified a massive gap in that who were the accountable owners of certain assets and those assets and the decisions decisions around those assets in terms of um, changes to a particular system um, and systems throughout their organization. The way that they had the way that they had um, divided up the organization in their agile hierarchy didn't enable for any one accountable owner on those assets. And so it made it really challenging when people wanted to make changes that may impact a particular system as to where they went. And so they needed to retrofit the process by bringing in a, a, a horizontal layer that could cross through um, the organization's agile hierarchy to support this particular um, gap in their in their uh, agile hierarchy and, their, and the journey they were trying to take with their transformation. In 2008, 2022. So weird saying that 2022, but yeah, we're there. 2022, it's not going to be, I think, about debating the tools and the techniques anymore um, because a lot of the conversation noise has been around tech t- tools and techniques um, and the dispute around whether agile is or isn't this or isn't, isn't that. But I think from a PMO perspective, there's going to be a real need to support and service executives um, in a way that provides them real-time governance data. Again, the data theme comes up, but again, if we are not, if we're capturing data, we're not using it effectively, then what's the point? But really capturing that data in real-time and enabling continuous monitoring of that information And then refining it and, you know, supporting the replanning initiatives. Now, when we think about sort of agile environments, typically there's, you know, quarterly planning. Um, Some organizations call it big room planning. There's objectives and key results. Um, Some teams are doing that quarterly. Others are reflecting on it on a monthly basis. There's the tying into the annual plan. There's still annual planning going on as well. So thinking about understanding how to provide real-time governance support so that, these uh, teams and their executives and executives and their teams rather can actually make a decision around what they want to start and stop and have those conversations early. And providing that visibility is going to enable them to have the maximum amount of flexibility. The earlier they know about stopping troublesome uh, initiatives, it's going to be far better than letting it go um, further further on and then stopping it when it's perhaps too late. So thinking about flexibility and providing that flexibility using that information is going to be really, really important. It's going to work quite closely to the sponsor as a star, as I I mentioned. Um, And one of the other things that's going to be really important when it comes to Agile is how to best um, manage the workforce. So that is your resources that may be working across multiple initiatives, across multiple teams, across multiple areas concurrently, and how we pivot against each other um, to enable the sponsor to make uh, prioritization calls. So PMOs themselves need to be very mature in their business acumen and help the stakeholders to come on that journey by providing a structure for good agile governance that supports, not hinders, their delivery. Number three, thinking about attracting and retaining top talent. So this isn't anything new um, in terms of the importance of managing your talent pool and being, I think, a PMO should be very much involved in that. I'm not saying that they should be doing the recruitment or the interviewing necessarily, but there is such a um, shortage, I think, in terms of staff um, and the right staff that it's becoming absolutely pivotal to attract and retain top talent. So you'll notice that I've said attract and retain, not just attracting the talent, but then retaining them once they're on board. And so there's going to be a far more greater discussion around how, in a thoughtful way, we explore what it is to help people perform well, um, but also help them to um, feel and be engaged enough that they want to stay long term. These days, with the the increase in in changing the way we're working and moving to an agile environment some organizations have flipped over and you know tipped it on its head the way that they do um the way that they they set up their teams and so a lot of um a lot of typical management roles have disappeared they've flattened the structures a lot more and so in a lot of in a lot of organizations you know role titers Um, sort of go out the window. And so it's becoming a lot more challenging to make sure that you clearly help those teams that you work with to understand where they sit um, and what their remit is, but also to help support them in terms of what is the growth trajectory for them, um, whether it's a vertical move, a horizontal move, et cetera. So I think the PMO can play a really pivotal role in assisting recruitment panels to help them understand the cultural fit for new joiners um, and also support them with centrally managing the recruitment within the the programs or the portfolios themselves um, and doing that in a way that speeds up the experience and improves the experience for new joiners because nobody likes a long-winded, drawn-out recruitment process that takes weeks and weeks and weeks to bring someone on board by that time, you've lost good talent. And so you don't want that to um, be the downfall. Unfortunately, I've seen um, as, as recent as, as, you know, a, f- a, few, a few weeks ago, um, organisations that were so slow with their recruitment process that they lost good talent simply because they weren't fast enough or as efficient and fast as other companies were in their recruitment processes. So we need to make sure we help teams to be more effective and support the hiring managers by making sure that our framework for recruitment processes is as efficient as possible and make sure that we minimize as much as possible any elongated approval channels where possible um, and make sure that we are keeping the um, talent informed along that journey. So really, it's about being able to really make a difference in this space Um, and it's a big part of why AMO people were set up, um, just, to, just to mention, because we're seeing some of those challenges in organizations and think that could be done better. And so we're trying to do that at the moment in that space. And then thinking about number four is all about tech complexity. So you're probably looking at me going or thinking or hearing me saying that I'm going tech complexity, that's nothing new, that's, you know, been around. Um, Tech complexity is always going to be there. It's not a 2022 theme. But what I mean here is it's time for PMOs to shake up everything that they know when it comes to technology and start to get involved and um, learn more about certain things like artificial intelligence and machine learning and robotics and all of those sorts of things because our the teams around us that we work with all these projects, they're doing a lot more of that and so we need to make sure that we are staying abreast of what are um, what constitutes the technology landscape, what digital solutions are out there, what is it that is in development that we could benefit from and we could leverage whether it's power bi reporting, whether it's using particular PPM tools, whether it's um, identifying ways to do things more efficiently with plugins for Microsoft teams etc. There's a lot of things that we need to question here. I'm not suggesting we go and start automating everything we do. My constant advice for PMOs around the world is always to have clarity of awareness of what it is you're working for and repeatability before you start to automate things. But I think PMOs are going to be expected to engage and respond and be involved in the evaluation of, you know, new tools into the organization. And one of the places PMOs can play a really strong role is in the introduction of project portfolio management or PPM tools. And so I think this is a really, really big opportunity for PMOs to get involved in the discovery and uplift of capability when it comes to technology and how we can leverage technology in a way that's going to be best for the teams that we support. And so taking a, taking a note and paying attention to that, um, why not spend more time with your technology um, counterparts and learn from them around what they're doing and see how that could potentially apply to the PMO. And last but not least, play nice. So this is a theme that is going to continue to evolve and develop, but it is going to gain more and more traction. Um, and it's all about personal development. So here we are encouraging the PMO community to engage um, engage in some self-reflection and look at the behavioral attributes that are necessary for your PMO and your environment that you're in, the culture within the organization and the holistic context of your role thinking about your your pathways refreshing and upskilling in areas whether you're building high performing teams thinking about conflict resolution thinking about impact building motivation presentation skills change management all of those sorts of things are going to be really important to help you on your journey into a more efficient and effective PMO that integrates delivery and governance and aligns that to strategy so we need to think about how we can demonstrate Um, our own capability uplift as individuals and as our teams in order for us to then be inspiring the teams around us to uplift their own capabilities as well. We have a a commitment to our organizations and our community to continuously reflect and uplift those skills um, to be the best that we can be and keep up with what is going on around you, whether it's in your organization or elsewhere, and take that as insights into your own um, PMOs. I like to to reflect on it and say it's all about proven practice. I say that because it needs to be something that has been, that you've, you, you know, you can apply yourself and see the results rather than just relying on something called best practice, which may not actually be best for your organization. Rather go for something that's proven to work for you. And the only way to know that is by experimenting and trying new things. So a great way to level up your role is thinking about how you can upskill yourself and your own personal development and focus on the areas of weakness and then also encourage an increase in energy and positive attitude amongst your clients to increase the cultural uplift and help with retaining that talent. So there you have it. They are the top five PMO trends for 2022. I hope that this uh, content today has helped you Um, being, being inspired or informed in some way and that it has left you with something for you to resonate about and perhaps be a springboard for you in 2022 thanks for listening and i'll see you all guys see you all soon